Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every week we're looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the amazing lesser redpole. Once when I was a lad, hidden in the shrubbery of my grandparents' garden, poised and ready, awaiting any movement that occurred in front of me, Every move I made was calculated and measured, as I tried to outwit my unexpected targets. It may surprise you, but no, it's not a James Bond film. Though I was doing my very, very best 007 impression, admittedly with some questionable spying skills, my targets were not scared criminals, hell-bent on world domination. No, my targets of a feathered variety, and my weapon was my binoculars. As much as, at that age, I would have loved to see Goldfinger, Blofeld and Jaws, from the James Bond, not the shark, running around my garden, my actual visitors consisted of blue tits, great tits, long-tailed tits, chaffinches and cold tits. I remember settling back into reality, and just at the moment that I lowered my binoculars, something else caught my attention. Grasping nonchalantly onto a loose branch, he hung there, poised and ready to grab his chance for food. For a moment, I stared at this special little bird, unbelieving for a moment as he had never shown his face in my garden before. Slightly dumpy, this little finch had the greyish-brown underparts with striking streaks, a forked tail, a black bib, an eye-catching blood-red forehead. Can you guess who it was? Yeah, it was a lesser red pole. Back then, a lesser red pole in your garden would have been a bit of a red-letter day. Now, though, I wouldn't be alone in my sighting, as over the last few years, lesser red poles have been sweeping into gardens in their droves. Although this, of course, fabulous news, is surprising when we consider the position that our red poles find themselves in. During the Second World War, when forests were harvested for industry, birch, the preferred tree of the lesser red pole, began to thrive in the plethora of young woodlands available. As conifers also began to be planted, lesser redpole numbers were booming right up until the 1970s. However, in the 1990s, a time of Knowles House Party, long shorts, navel-gazing Britpop, big neon t-shirts, the Spice Girls, Buffy the Vampire Sire, and when I was an obsessed twitcher, rare bird collector, the lesser redpole began to decline. But why? Weren't they a fan of wannabe? Or perhaps they just couldn't hack Noel in his incessant house party? Well, even if they may have put you off, we can't blame them for the decline of lesser redpole. In fact, it was more to do with the loss of birch trees. As woodland began to regenerate, birch trees slowly began to outcompete by other larger tree species. In addition, agricultural intensification saw the eradication of weeds that served as an important food source for lesser redpole. Breeding success fell, so did their numbers. The lesser redpole was now on the red list of birds of high conservation concern. However, even though these changes in woodland structures have no doubt affected the lesser redpole, research has suggested that this may not be the only driver in their decline with pressures that they experience outside of the breeding season, also requiring more in-depth study. So what else about this little bird? 
Well, in all honesty, ornithologists find themselves scratching their heads when it comes to the red pole. So what's the problem? Well, primarily, they are yet to decide if there are several species of red pole, or if there's just different subspecies, or even races of red pole. So how do we solve this dilemma? Well, in true scientific style, we sort of avoid the issue. When asked the question, we look around the room as if there's something terribly exciting on the ceiling and reply, hmm, what's that? Skirting around the issue rather cleverly, we call them types of red pole. Please call back later. So there are three types of red pole. They all look similar, but they're differences. First off, we have the smallest, the lesser red pole, who's found predominantly in the UK. Next, the slightly larger, the Northern Europe export and winter visitor of airs, the common or mealy red pole. And last, but definitely not least, the largest red pole is the Arctic red pole, identifiable by its white rump and white underparts. So whilst we remain unsure regarding the reasons for the decline of our lesser red pole, how can we encourage our lesser red pole in our gardens? Well, one of their particular favourites is Niger seed, and the increased use of this in our garden may be why we have seen so many visiting our homes. But they also like other seeds, and by supplying both Niger seed and other smaller seeds, like you find in Peter and Paul Vivid Colour, you'll be providing them with a more balanced diet. It sounds like a small change, but it could make all the difference. Of course, we still need their other garden requirements, such as fresh water, but give Peter and Paul Vivicolor a try. The results might surprise you. Or perhaps, if you have the room, plant a few young trees together in an area of your garden, particularly birch, and keep your eyes peeled. Even if you just get a few fleeting visits from this little bird, it's definitely worth it. Lesser red poles have a red forehead, from which the name red pole is derived. During the breeding season, a peachy red colour extends down the throat and neck of the males, and to a lesser extent in the females. Both sexes have streaking on their backs and have a small black goatee beard. So far so good, but with red poles things can get a bit complicated. As I was saying earlier, there are in fact three different types of red pole that may be seen in the UK. Lesser red pole, common red pole, and arctic red pole, and these can be tricky to distinguish. Lesser red poles are by far the most frequently seen. Despite their name, common red poles, also known as mealy red poles, are much scarcer in the UK, with numbers arriving in autumn and winter varying considerably between years. Most common red poles are encountered in the east of the UK. Arctic red poles are sporadic visitors and are very rare in UK gardens. In lesser red poles, the base colour of the back, flanks, wing bars and cheeks ranges from cream to light cinnamon brown, which gives this species a warm appearance. Common red poles are slightly larger and have a colder appearance, with their base colour being whiter. Larger than a lesser red pole, arctic red poles resemble frosty common red poles and have a dinkier beaks. The rump of the arctic red pole tends to be unstreaked, unlike lesser and common red pole. There is a degree of variation in the appearance of all red pole species and some birds remain identifiable, even in the hand.
The commonest call is a harsh metallic staccato chur given in flight or while perching. It also has a plaintive alarm call. The trilling song combined with the flight call with a buzzing rattle and is often given in an undulated song flight around the territory. The lesser redpoll's nest is constructed in a tree, often a young conifer, which provides dense cover or bush, and is somewhat untidy cup of fine twigs, grass and plant stems. It then has a lining of plant down feathers and hair. There are usually two broods per year, with a clutch size of between four and five eggs. The female incubates the eggs alone, but both parents feed the young. The lesser redpole can traditionally be found in woodlands, but also visit gardens and merrily feed among the branches of trees and shrubs, where they can often be seen hanging, feeding upside down. They feed on small seeds, such as alders, spruce and birch, and, common with many other birds, feed on insects during the breeding season to supplement their seed diet with protein and moisture. Niger seed is popular with lesser red poles, and it provides them with energy plus its unique tonic properties. But they also like other smaller seeds, like dari, millet and canary seed. So for the best results for seeing them in your garden is by feeding Peter and Paul Vivicolor, but may also be tempted by Peter and Paul Clean Plate or Peter and Paul Four Seasons. Peter and Paul Vivicolor has been specially designed for the smaller, prettier birds that visit your garden the tits and the finches. These birds are some of the more brightly coloured birds we have here in the UK and these colours in their feathers mainly come from a class of pigments called carotenoids. They're found in plants and Vivicolor has been blended to be high in these carotenoids. So not only will this mix attract those smaller prettier birds in their garden but also enhance their natural colour. It's a very special mix as it contains niger seed in just the right proportion otherwise known as the goldfinch magnet, which means it's a good mix to choose if you'd like to attract goldfinches without having to buy special niger seed feeders, as this mix can be fed from a standard bird seed feeder, from bird tables and even from the ground. This mix also contains a high quantity of red millet compared to other seed mixes, great if you're trying to support tree and house sparrows. Like all Peter and Paul mixes, Vivicolor has added Nutravio, a natural seed coating which is not only a fantastic energy source but it also inhibits bacterial growth so can help prevent birds from picking up common bugs like E. coli and salmonella. It's also been created to provide your garden birds with a more complete style of meal and that distinction could be the difference between your birds just surviving in your garden and thriving. Just getting back to lesser red poles, if you do have them turning up in your garden, enjoy watching their acrobatic antics as they feed from seed heads, perching on the slimmest twigs. Plant birches in the garden to attract these lovely flocks, and provide seeds near the ground too, where they will happily feed. Lesser red poles that breed in the UK often stay here over winter, although internal flights are common with birds breeding in the north travelling south or southeast in pursuit of milder conditions. 
Lesser red poles can leave the country altogether during autumn, journeying south towards Belgium, France and Holland, if high numbers of scarce food resources make life here too tough. Lesser red poles have tiny beaks. That means they're adept at handling fine seeds. They favour birch, although the seeds of alder and young conifers are also taken. Birch thrives in young woodland, and the felling of trees during the Second World War presented ideal conditions for birch to flourish in post-war period. With lots of young conifers also planted, lesser red poles numbers boomed until the 1970s. Thereafter, until the mid-1990s, the numbers in the countryside dropped, particularly in lowland woodland in southern England. Birches that prospered post-war were gradually outmuscled by other slower-growing trees, while agricultural intensification saw important weed seeds become scarcer. Breeding success and survival rates of lesser red poles fell, and this species is now a bird of high conservation concern. All the more reason to feed them right in your garden. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after lesser red poles and other garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden that includes water and having the very very best food available for them, foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found in the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk Well that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this look at lesser red poles. For further birds please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.